This is Just a Couple Dudes Podcast. I'm Eric Flattiger, your co-host. And I'm your co-host, Anthony Cole. Yeah, we're here at Richer Ale Works Brewery in Peoria, Arizona, and we are with the owners. Do you guys like to introduce yourself? Go for it, babe. Oh, I'm April Richter. And I'm Brandon Richter. Yeah, oh, man, I said that wrong, huh? That's okay. Everybody does. Oh, Everybody does. Sometimes Richter. people get really fancy, and they're like, Riche. Riche. Yeah. Or Lenny calls us Riker. Oh, he does? Riker. Riker. I like that. So he probably thinks it's Riker's Island. But I will say, this is fun because we are, like, live. I love it because it's like, if you hear that we're around beer, we've got a fresh yeah. beer we haven't even touched yet. We haven't. And so we're recording inside their brewery, in their bar, and it's it's been great so far. Yeah, where are we located? Because I love we're this corner. We're six feet apart. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 six feet apart. Yeah, we're abiding by yes. CDC when guidelines. Listen to this. We are six we're feet six plus feet apart. I hear plus. if you drink a 12 pack of, uh, of alcohol, it kills the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, yeah the alcohol yeah. content. I don't know any you know? brewers have contracted it. Yeah, I don't know anybody True. in the industry that has it. No, y'all are on to something. Yep. Everybody drink more alcohol. Drink exactly. more beer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But don't drink disinfectant. No, no. Don't do that. <laughs> I heard that don't today. Don't inject it. Don't drink it. Don't snort it. That would ruin it. So, disinfectant? Okay. No, just no alcohol. Just oh. to, you don't watch the news, so you don't know what we're talking people about. People are injecting disinfectant. No, just we'll pass. We'll it pass. was brought up oh. on the news. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. He yeah. doesn't watch the news, people so he has no idea. Well, he's so, a smart uh, guy. what corner are we at right now, though? Let's talk about that because yeah. I want to talk about this corner. This is where, I, I love where we're at. Technically southeast corner, but it starts to loop because this is Lake Pleasant Parkway, and it it's like an S. So it's like it's hard to explain where we're on Lake Pleasant Parkway. Well. Lake Pleasant Parkway starts over here on 83rd Avenue and goes all the way out past 99th. We just tell yeah. people that we are... Uh, 83rd and Beardsley. 83rd and Beardsley. We're north of Beardsley on yeah. 83rd Avenue. Yeah. Well, what I love about this is, is like, so all these business owners came over like after their businesses were closed and they came and got a beer real quick. Yeah. And they got it to go, of course, yeah. you know. It was cool. And then also, obviously, you guys are family owned. Mm -hmm. And then even next door, this food truck, you got some food trucks outside. Can we talk about those? I mean, they're not permanently there. No, 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 no. But it's such a cool vibe. So what's the name of this this little Asian one? Uh, Red Ginger. The Red Ginger. They just just started in November. Oh, it was really good, too. Yeah. I had the steam buns, which were... Uh, <laughs> oh, he loves his buns steamed. No, they were, like, so good, though. Like, That's an amazing yeah, truck. Yeah, she was a chef at the Biltmore before she started this. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, so I mean, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, it's good food. Oh, the, uh, I don't even know if it's a burger. It felt like a delicious sandwich, but it was. Uh, I got the Vietnamese... Burger? The Bon Mi Burger. Bon Mi Burger. Funny story about that. Oh. So (laughs) yesterday I was it yesterday or day before I posted I posted their menu like on the we do an event every week um, so we do an event on Facebook and so I posted in the event you know their menu and I'm like kind of trying to just say different things that we like that are on the menu to get people interested and basically I was naming every single thing on the menu but. Anyway, I said something about the Bon Mi burger being delicious, and it auto-corrected to bang me. Oh, Ooh, the bang me burger. That could work, me. though. And yeah, I, I left to make it, it a- like that. Didn't realize it um, for about a half an hour, and then went back in and went, oh, my God, nobody told me that it says bang me burger. <laughs> the bang me burger, it definitely would have to have some spice to it. It sounds right. Vietnamese. Yeah, yeah, it does. But yeah, it's super cool. And uh, so, why don't you talk about your actual brew house? Yeah, well, first we want to bring up. So, part of this whole thing that we're doing is like this: getting to know Arizona, getting to know specifically Peoria. Do you want to go into like when you guys started? Three and a half years we've been open now. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. that's flown by. Three and a half years to open, a year and a half of build out. 
in about six years before that of just trying to raise funds, buy equipment, and even find a location that would be willing to let us. Wow. Yeah. It was six a lot of work. years. Yeah. When yeah. you say you allow you guys to move in, what do you mean by that? As a startup business, it's hard to have people take you seriously. Yeah. I mean, if we were Subway and say, hey, we want to rent your suite, they'd be like, here, sign here, go for it. Yep. Yeah. But you're like, well, who are you? What are you doing? We need to see your financials. We need to see your blood type. You know, they yeah. want to see everything. They want to know what your experience is in the industry. Yeah. And so we're like, well, we homebrewed like five batches of beer. Like, we know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. we drink alcohol. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing because we ran into many locations that we were really interested in. And we would get shown the place and we'd start talking and then what do you what is actually gonna be doing in it? When they found out we made alcohol, all of a sudden it was either rented or wasn't available anymore. And it wasn't until one flat out told me that we won't rent to you. We're like, why? And then he's like, Well, we're a family corporate we're a family complex. What does that mean? And he get beating around the bush and finally he's like, Well you make alcohol, we don't want you here. What? Ah, oh, dude. Yeah. How else well, do you attract people? Which Mormons, is crazy, man. though. Oh, Booze and food. I was about to say, which is crazy, because this is a family business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you guys are obviously married, mm-hmm. and then you, your sons are back here. Yeah. Yeah, can we talk about that? Yeah. Like, yeah. So what? your son's name is Derek and Cade. Yeah, correct? Derek and Cade, yeah. yeah and they yeah. are, uh, we put them to work because they're free labor, basically. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> That's and Brandon, you're the, the, you do the brewing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I do. Yeah, and it was, I grew up in a family-run business. I kind of got stuck in it. It's not it's something I ever wanted to do. And then before I knew it, I did it for 25 years and never got to do what I wanted to do or what I thought I was going to go to school for. Oh. And so when we started this, I wanted my boys to work here because I wanted them to see what we were going through and how we had to sacrifice these five, six, seven years beforehand to really appreciate what it took to open this place if they wanted to be, do, be a part of this in the future. I don't want to force them into it. If they want to go do their own thing, awesome. But they're slowly starting to really enjoy it, especially Derek. Derek did not want anything to do with this when he, we started. I remember the first time we brought him in here, and he's like, please don't make me talk to people. Please don't make me talk to people at tables. Wow. And now he pretty much he orders our beer. He talks to all my sales mm-hmm. reps. He knows every customer that comes here by name. He runs our register. He, he, he set up the mug club himself. He pretty much is our front of house manager. He does oh, everything wow. on his own. Cade, Cade's a quiet kid. Um, he actually has some hearing loss, so he doesn't really like to talk to people that much, and people mm-hmm. think they're ignoring him. So he likes to hide in the back, but he's a big food guy. And he likes to sit in the back and, and make food and come up with stuff, and he really enjoys that. So he slowly comes out here more, but it's, it's kind of brings him out of his shell as well. But they're two different kids since we first started this. Mm-hmm. It's still hard. Wow. It's hard on them too, but we wanted them to appreciate and realize that this was nothing, nothing was ever easy in this. So if you've decided that they want to go start their own thing, remember this is what it went to get there. It's not just, cool, I'm going to go open my own business. And yeah. You know, sell right. t-shirts and be a millionaire. I'm going to be the next Obey. It's not going to happen like that. No. Oh, absolutely. Wow. It's a ton of hard work. And I was telling Eric, I was like, we're watching child labor and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> child labor gets a lot of bad rep. But yeah. you know what? This is beautiful. Yeah. As a yeah. parent, there's a lot of tax benefits. Well, I was looking at it. I was like, you know, for the cost of an Xbox, you get all this free labor. 
Yeah. Oops. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, they all have their Xboxes, and right here we've got nothing else to do, so everybody's just bringing him playing them here. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, we've got three Xboxes hooked up at some time. They've got one in the back that's almost constantly running. Oh, nice. And you know what's so funny is, like, and then we're sitting here talking about the Xboxes. We're talking about the family here, and I see the regulars that have been coming in. Mm-hmm. Just We've been here for about an hour, right, Eric? It's totally the vibe that you guys bring, and, it, and you're attracting the same vibe. It's awesome. And I, like we were talking about the other local, see, we're even saying bye to people yeah. now. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> it's just all the local businesses that are coming in, and it's it's like a neighborhood bar, but you guys are presenting top ales. I love it. Yeah. It's cool. That yep. was our intent. That was what we wanted because that's what that's why we started this place is just from traveling. We went to England, and when you're nice. in England, you you know you go to all the museums, and then they close at like five o'clock. And then you go to pubs. Yeah, so you go to the museums and the different tourist attractions and stuff, and then they close at a certain time, and then what do you have to do? So we would go hang out at a pub that was right by our hotel, and it was so fun because we'd be getting there right at the time that people would be getting off work. It was just so much fun. They would come in, they would have one or two beers, and then they were out, and they would go home, and it was every day. We were in there every day, and we saw the same people, Yeah. and we were like, that is the coolest concept it is it's yeah. just the coolest thing and that's what we wanted and we have totally created that here oh my gosh. and so we're really lucky we love it we've got a lot of people that come um well when normal operating hours are happening uh, a lot of people will come after work and they have their one or two beers and then they head home and you know we've got the same people coming in here every day or several times a week or every friday night or whatever and it's well, you think about best. any other industry. I mean, I know craft beers and stuff has gotten huge in the last, you know, decade or two and whatnot. But for the longest time, why should it only? Why should your only options be Bud Light, Miller Light, you know, whatever, whatever the big guys want to make? Yeah, and that's the coolest thing is I can come here and try all this different stuff. Yeah, God, I love we're total it. anti-big beer. I mean, that's it's, yeah, and that's a whole other podcast alone. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But it's it's I I have the conversation with people when I'm at the bar. I'm always talking about it. and It comes up is that. Why would you go to McDonald's every day to eat and have the same thing over and over and over and over again? You know, there's they serve other things or there's other restaurants out there. Don't you want to try something different? Mm-hmm. And then it seems like once people get a little bit of that itch to like try craft beer and then they get yeah. there like, wow, this is this is pretty good. This is a lot better. And it's like, yeah, it's like having a McDonald's hamburger or a steak. It's a big difference. And then once you get there, people don't generally say, you know, I'm going to go back to drinking Bud Light. Because you start to realize yeah. this isn't what beer really should be or tastes like. There's there's beer out there with flavor and aroma in it, and as it warms up two degrees, it doesn't taste like shit. Uh huh. So that's when people get there, and you know, luckily the culture of, of of today's society is small, independent businesses, and people love to support them, and so that's allowing a lot of us to start and operate and do this. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. It's an exciting time for beer. I know uh, I didn't really start getting into craft beer until right before I turned 21. And uh, that was luckily because I didn't get carded. Uh, but, but everyone with me was over 21. It was, you know, that's an exciting day as a 20-year-old, you know? So, like, I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. I'm, I'm going to be able to get to order. And so I think I went Guinness on that first one just because I'd only had, like, Miller and all that. And that kind of opened up my palate. So then I went to Fat Tire. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to try some local stuff. And I was in Arkansas at the time. And their, their slogan is the natural state. And honestly, they have a great beer drinking like 
crowd there in really? Arkansas. Oh, it's awesome. I don't yeah. know any crab breweries in Arkansas. You know, well, yeah, they're 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 a lot smaller. I think there's there's one or two that I think will start to break out the state lines. You know. Yeah. But it's just like a really local culture. You uh, know, I want to say there's at least near a hundred uh, wow. local, local wow, breweries. Wow, I had no in, idea. In Arkansas, and it's not a big state, you know. But uh, man, so the, my mind was getting blown, and you know, all my boys here in AZ, you know, I would come and I'm like, you guys gotta try this, you know. And they're like, oh, what are you trying here, you know? And they were all still the Miller Lite, and then then they started yep. trying it, and then they really got into I it. Drink Miller Lite forever. Just yeah. because I was, that was the first beer I drank to get used to beer, and then my buddy's parents was like Miller Lite, Miller Lite, Miller Lite, until like, I don't know, maybe two years ago or less than that even. I had, I finally was at a restaurant, and I just got a Guinness. So I was like, I'll just try it. It always looks cool, and it was so good, and that kind of opened cool. up my palate. That's it, what I thought. It I'm is like, it does. It's cool. one of those things that you, you yeah. grow up and you start drinking like, Oh, I remember my dad, that's all he drank, and well, my grandpa, that's all they drank. Yeah. Yeah. And so therefore, people just, just drink it. Why? Because. Yeah, and it yeah. just that's kind of shocking mentality to me just just doing it because and then all right that's my brand and that's all I'm gonna do yeah it's a no. brand thing too isn't that it so is. funny because if you drink totally Miller Lite you. you look yeah. at someone who drinks like a Bud Light and you're like it's piss water yeah. get yourself a Coors Light yeah, it's <laughs> that's a, a I only drive Ford and drink Coors <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah totally yeah it's so funny yeah it totally is that mentality but it's not like that anymore it's, no. this is exciting times yeah people are different they want variety they want uh, something new and different yeah so, oh, so yeah. when did you start brewing it like at home what was that like you were just like screw it I'm just gonna start making when we, our own when I came when we came back from um from London the first time I got like into it I was like I went to the store and I was constantly trying to find English beers I just wanted to what's out there what else is out there and I was just trying to anything I'd find anything I'd find and then I was working for another company at this point and so I started hanging out with them after work we started oh there's an English bar let's go try it out and nice. before I know it every couple weeks we would go out to a bar and we would try these beers and this was great we had a little drinking club and then one day the guy goes you know we can make this at home like dude let's try it so he yeah. bought this stuff and we'd go over to his apartment and make it and mostly I went over there to drink it I mean let him yeah, do all yeah. the cleaning and all yeah. the work and I'd come back in two weeks and drink it and I thought this is cool Eventually, I was like, this is a lot of fun, and then I kind of started to dabble in it a little bit. It's a lot of work. It's not like something oh. simple. I mean, there's, I mean, right now, I think about, God, how easy it would be to make a, a batch at home on your stove. It'd be kind of, but anyway, but um, it was all about, for me, it was mostly about the drinking aspect of it. Did I like making it? Yeah. But with me, when I go in, I kind of like to go all in on a lot of things, and I want to learn about it. I want to know what there is, and why does it do this, and what if I did this? Will it change it? And then the next trip to Europe, we went to Germany, and it just blew my mind, just changed everything. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And I was like, wow, this oh, is, uh, I could really get into this. And then, was it the third trip, we went back, one of the stops we did was in Brussels. Oh. And that was just like, unlike any of the beer we ever had. It and was so good. We got really drunk one day at the, um, at the, so in side story the Brewers Guild is one of the only guilds that's still left in, in Brussels they used to have all of them around in this in the town square yeah. and I knew about it just because I was watching beer shows constantly I was home brewing at the time I was drinking any beer I can find and I was I was all in by this point so when we got there I'm like I'm going to the to the Brewers Guild and they're like wait wait wait, wait for us I'm like no you guys are standing in line to get your brochures your maps of I'm gonna go down there you're gonna find me there so I went down there and I took pictures and did the little tour and got my token for my free beer and you're supposed to have a beer and then you're done. So eventually they showed up. We ended up spending three and a half hours in there and just drinking with this guy that ran the beer, the little beer yes. bar. We got really drunk and 
thought it'd be a cool idea to start a, beer, a brewery, and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of how it started. Yeah, we have a picture of it, of us all cheersing. We're going to start a brewery. Okay, yeah. cheers. It'll be so fun. Right? Yeah. It'll be so fun. And then we should take the picture of us, you know, what was that, 10 years ago, 10 years later? Eight years later, and we're like crying and. Oh, I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why You're did like, we do this? Yeah. What the hell did we get? Taking out the third loan. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Third, fourth, fifth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One more loan. It's a it'll lot work. of work. And it's, <laughs> Dad, it's I hope you work here because you know we don't have a college fund for you anymore. No. <laughs> no. And as prepared as we thought we were in the amount of education and stuff we had, we thought it was going to be that hard. It was. It's. It was that hard and more. Oh, yeah. oh, I bet. Yeah. 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 It's still hard. I mean, there's still always issues. It's never yeah. easy sailing. It's it's always something coming up. Okay, so a good question for you guys. And we asked, we talked to a sommelier earlier, so he's all into wine uh-huh. and all that. A good question is, obviously you enjoy beer, both of you. But is beer a little, does it feel like work? So if you have a beer, your first thought is, are you thinking like work mode kind of? Like, what's in this? What's the beer like? What's no, that? Or can you enjoy to. it? But I've been there. Yeah. Right? Like, you're get, like, I can't you, even enjoy it. You, because yes, I, you get I'm there. So you start off and it's fun. And then you start to, to get to this point where you start critiquing and you want to yeah. figure out why and what is that because it's, there's a lot of we call them beer geeks they're, they're mm-hmm. super into it and they just yeah. want to find fault like I'm special I can pick out a but a, we don't do that where we're trying to find fault but if there's a lot of like off flavors in beer and so you'll start drinking something and you'll get a hint of of some kind of an yeah. off flavor and you'll be like oh but yeah, that's so what I mean you, you guys have had you, you've wanted yeah. to tweak your own right you're all yeah. about like you said you go all in you want your beer to be the best so now, like, it, when you have another beer, is it kind of difficult? Because you're like, oh, God, I'm like, my first my first thought is to be the critic, and then i got to put that in the back and enjoy no, it. No, I think it depends on the beer that you're drinking. If, it, if the beer is, you get the hint from the beer first, and then oh, you okay. start critiquing. Then you're like, oh, this was, uh, this was fermented at a too warm of a temperature. This was oh. probably pushed out too early, or... Um, That's amazing. Yeah, I love yeah, it because I mean, it's an can, art from the it, beginning. But it it's can, all science. It but really it's just is. like that, that saying that you find a hobby, but when your hobby becomes your career, it's its not fun anymore. Yeah. So I think I a know. lot of breweries get to that point, or brewers get to that point, because you are looking for fault. And it's it, there was a, a time frame when I was there during, during the boom when everybody was just opening up breweries left and right. And we were supposed to be in that first wave, and then that second wave, and then that third wave. We really were at the fourth wave by the time we were able to finally open. A lot of breweries opened up, and some had some quality issues. I mean, there's always a time of learning your system and learning your yeah. your craft. So sometimes there was some not good beer out there. And it sucked because you'd go in and you'd, you'd pick these beers out, and you're like, oh, I don't like this beer, I don't like this beer. And then it almost became like a critical point. Mm-hmm. And then I started to realize, man, I really like beer, and I don't like going in and not having beer that I don't like. And even when you would go places like this beer is supposed to be amazing and not liking it or maybe liking a beer that other people don't like mm-hmm. and you're like, well, am I doing something wrong? Yeah. I missed that aspect of just having a beer with my friends and enjoying it. And it took me a while to get back there, but I've, I've really tried to get back there. For me, it is about that now. I mean, there's still places I won't go or beer I won't drink. But, that's, that's, but we don't go into a place looking for... Oh, no, Something no, we don't wrong. think that. Like, no, no, like no. a brand new brewery, we don't walk in there and be like, all right, let's see how much we can rip this beer yeah, apart. No, you know? yeah. no, not at all. No, we go in there because we want to support yeah. them and we want them to get better. And if they've got a problem with their beers, I'm not going to say, hey, dude, you got a problem with your beers. Beers are getting a, are a lot better. 
technology is oh, a yeah. lot better. The brewers are a lot better. That was one thing. I saw. When I was, I was visiting my buddy in San Diego, we went to the Stone uh, Brewery. Mm-hmm. We did a tour and mm-hmm. did all that. And one thing they told me, they're like, yeah, I think it was it was like 1991 or something. They're like, there was like 12 other beers other than the main, you know, whatever there were. And I was thinking, like, damn, no wonder. They're like, yeah, so for decades, that's why everyone just got, generations got used to just like Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors mm-hmm. Light, that. Yes. Because there was no other, there was nothing else. And but now there's just been an explosion in them, mm-hmm. and but people can't get enough. That's the thing too. I mm-hmm. think even like with podcasting, people are like, oh, it's a saturated market. And I'm like, I don't know. I I like the variety. Everyone oh, yeah. loves it, and everyone you can't binge enough stuff. You can't mm-hmm. drink enough beers. Like just because I like certain other beers doesn't mean I can't come here and be like, oh, I want to try your guys's. Mm-hmm. Because now that yeah. I've had them, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely gonna buy a growler if I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about their porter real quick. So Eric literally today was like, ooh, I never thought I would like a porter, but I, yeah, I like actually, this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I always say? I always I'm say that uh, beer is like people. You cannot judge it by its color. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people don't want. They'll see a beer and they'll say, oh, I'm not drinking that. It's too dark. Okay. I don't, Mm-hmm. No, I don't want me. a beer I can chew on. That was me. I was oh, like, yeah. ooh, no, because no. it doesn't look like Miller Lite or Michelob Ultra. Yeah, <laughs> no, you can't because no. they all, there's such distinct flavors in every mm. type of beer, and that's what's so fun. And a, a porter and a stout, they're not necessarily like heavier than anything else. I think an IPA sometimes can be like a really heavy beer because oh, yeah. it's mm-hmm. so We heavy. had some uh, Indian pale ales yesterday. Who yeah. made it? Do you remember? Oh, uh, that one was heavy, though. Yeah. It was a little. Oh, that one was. Yeah, it was yeah. like based off a Deftone song. I don't know. Oh, it was. oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. Belching Beaver. Um, yeah, Phan- I think yep. Phantom. Yeah, I think that was maybe it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that thing was bitter as hell. I mean, I like IPAs, but that was that was bitter. Yeah, I mean, because there's beers that are big beers. There's beers that are really easy to drink, and there's ways to manipulate them to make them lighter or have a slicker feeling, you know, on the mouth. There's so many different things now that you can do to beer, and they you you can easily be fooled. I mean, there's yeah. light-colored IPAs, there's fruity IPAs. I mean, every week there's a new style of IPA being yeah, brewed or being called something. Yeah, yeah. So I feel beer's like IPA, constantly changing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of people come in like, I just don't like IPAs. I don't like IPAs, and so we almost take it like a little bit of a challenge. Here, Maybe try this. One. Here, try this. Oh yeah. Because I mean, up there right now, I've got one, two, three, four. I think you said that, five right? different IPAs. At times we've yeah. had eight, but they're all different styles of oh, IPAs. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I got real big into recently was sours. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just trying like every different sour I possibly can. And oh, there was one I was at first Friday. I forgot what bar it was. Um, I asked him like, "Do you have any sours?" They're like, "Yeah, well, we only have one on tap, or you can get some from the can." I was like, "I'll try the one on tap." Uh-huh. And I, this is terrible because I don't even remember the name of it. But it was dark green. <laughs> And I was like, ooh, and it tastes like a warhead. Have you had that warhead? Yes. yes. That's it was I like that. Like every sip, and I was like, I kind of like it, though. Yeah. <laughs> you only have one, but I was like, mm, like it hurts so good. good. It hurts it hurts so good. Yeah. I like those where I call them palate cleansers. Yeah. Because yes. there's, oh, there's, yeah. there's oils and hops, and the more you drink, it, it, they kind of coat your tongue. And it's, yeah. that's why yep. sometimes I tell people with an IPA, drink at least three, because that first one, you're like, whoa, that's really hoppy, yeah. and then it suddenly gets better, and then you do it. Well, after you've had maybe one or two, anything you drink after that, you're really not getting that flavor profile anymore but you drink a sour and it just like strips everything out of your mouth and then it's like oh perfect now i'm going to try something else again you know what it's so funny you say that because uh when i would you know i was out in arkansas so i'd go fishing and so i'd have a six-pack i would have a sour ale it was 
uh, I can't remember exactly which one. I would experiment around. Um, but then the other one was it was a dry hop saison. Uh -huh. So it had a little bit of a sour to it, but it was dry hopped. Uh -huh. So it was real, real hoppy. And I would just switch between the two. And I'd be <laughs> fishing and not catching fish. And it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was, But it was a good day because I had beer with me. Yeah, I see the bumper stickers. A bad day fishing is better than a day working. Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah, or the other t-shirt I saw that I liked, it was like, you know, if you uh, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a meal. If you teach a man a fish, he'll sit around and drink beer all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, so when you're coming up with your business model and you want to open a brewery or whatever, do you kind of have to think of like, this is going to be my bread and butter. So this is what we're going to make. This is what we sell. And then we're going to do all this other stuff. Or are you like... Screw it. Everything's on the table. I want to try whatever. It That's depends. Funny. You, it, we started out saying, oh, we're going to make these specific types of beer because that's what we like. Yeah. But then you open up and your your guests that come in, I hate calling them customers. We think of people more as guests, but people come in I and... Love it. Patience. It's true. Like yeah. these people come in and they're, they tell you what they want to drink mm -hmm. and um, they tell you what beer of yours that they like. And so... One of the, our most popular beers that we had was a, uh, an apricot saison. Ooh. He hates saisons. I love them, but I he don't made even it, know what that is. It's so good. He made it for me, oh. and because that's my favorite. I love saisons. And that uh, is true love. Yeah. I made this beer and for it was, you. And people, <laughs> Seriously, I can do it. People loved it. People asked about it People tonight. still all the time. They're like, "When are you guys going to make that again? When are you going to bring it back?" And um, I mean, summer's right around the corner. You might need to. Yeah. It's going to hit 100 degrees it's, tomorrow. I hate making that beer, though. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's super expensive, and it takes a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and it's like, but it was 13%. It was oh, so oh, awesome. Wow. I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, I made a different version of it, lighter and a different fruit, and it wasn't as popular. Yeah, people what? like big abv stuff oh okay. yeah yeah so yeah. you they like so that big out. daddy hit yeah oh yeah i know so you set out to have kind of a thing but then that that quickly dissolved you know or? what's funny is that i think with any business like somebody comes up and say hey this is what we're going to do this is what the market needs and as you get deeper into it and you start talking to other owner business owners you start to realize that it's a bigger environment out there than you what you think it is mm. and there's things you're not prepared for or not ready for so you're gonna have you have to adapt mm -hmm. and it's easy for a lot of breweries like we did like oh a lot of these guys i make this really good beer at home it's gonna be a great beer and you're selling it to your buddies or giving it to your buddies and they're like oh this is a great beer you can you can go pro but then you get here and people don't like it as much why not well it doesn't say ipa behind it and therefore you better start learning to make an ipa yeah, you've got to be prepared to educate the people yeah. that come in too because people don't really know what beer is you know or they think they know well, but it's they true. really I, don't or... I used to say like I don't like IPAs I don't like mm -hmm. dark beer but did I ever have them no I would look at it and be like oh no it's I used to call I used to joke and be like oh it's cigarette coffee beer now yeah <laughs> and now it's like I'm like gosh you know although I will say I'll drink a Mick Ultra or whatever because we do say you know what's the best what's the best beer Free beer. Free beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the second best beer is a cold beer, right? But, you know, I, I had no idea how much of that I liked until I started trying it. Uh -huh. And you really do kind of get a taste for it. And like you said, you got to have three. It's almost like drinking black coffee. A lot of people are like, oh, I can't drink it black. I'm like, honestly, if you had one cup, by the end of that cup, you'd like black coffee. You'd well, be that's, okay. That's the way I drink it. I'm going to be coffee, but I, I, I mean, I was just maybe the beer guy in me. I want to know why it tastes that way. What was mm. What bean was it? What was the roast yeah. on it? Um, why does it taste this certain way? We had a friend who she used to help us here a lot. She was a barista at, at, at Starbucks. So she would bring me different beers all the time. 
and just like with 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 I'm sorry, beer. She'd bring me different coffees. Coffees, mm-hmm. yeah. Then we would do. She would even bring me like, okay, try this one piece of chocolate and try this one of the piece of cake. Oh. Or try, and same thing with beer. It absolutely changes your your opinion and your taste of these beers. It just does with coffee. Mm-hmm. And so. I don't want my coffee with a bunch of other shit in it. I want it just to be the way it's supposed to be because I want to yeah. enjoy it like that. That's the thing with, especially with coffee. It's like if you, it doesn't matter what coffee you have. If you get it, all the different brands, blends, styles. If you put enough coffee mate French vanilla in it, it all tastes the same. Uh-huh. Oh, that's, yeah. that's what you like is coffee mate French vanilla. That's what I it's not any of these people brands. That, that sit in line for what's that place called? Uh, Dutch Brothers. Dutch yes, <laughs> it's I went for the first time today. Coffee. Yeah, that's, oh, a milk, that's a milkshake. It's a coffee-flavored oh, milkshake. I'm one of those people. I've you know, been to Dutch Bros, I think, three times in my life, and I still tell people, I'm like, I don't know what to get. Maybe I'm getting the wrong thing, but it doesn't taste good. No, I don't it, understand it. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Today was literally the first time I've gone, right? And the line was crazy long. I was like, wow, they must really have good coffee, right? But I only drank black coffee. You know, so like they probably laughed. Like, Look at this guy. They were like, coffee. they were like, "This is your first time here. That's all you want." And I was like, "Yeah, because that's what I drank." They're like, "Well, how about get americano?" And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, I can do that." Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's cool. I'll see how your americano is. And I mean, it was good. It wasn't bad, but uh-huh. it was like. I don't know why there's 40 people in line. Like, I don't know why I waited for 20 it's minutes for a, this. There's like a suburban full of high school girls who want their milkshakes. Yeah. 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 Oh, so is that what, that's, that's what I, I figured. It's I was like, this is. has to be like to They're get all, your frappuccinos yes. yep, and that's stuff. That's what they do. They like to hang out there and that's their what they drink. Their energy drinks. That's what they drink. Yeah. The girls drink the energy drinks. Yeah. But I mean, you know what? It's like we do the same thing over beer, so we really can't shit on them, you know? That's true. <laughs> we that's do. True. We, we bro out over some beers, yeah, you know? Like, Ooh, they make fun this of us. This is just like, beer and they're just in eighth grade and they're girls. It's all they can do right uh-huh. now. So, you know? Yeah, when they get older and start drinking White Claw, they'll laugh at themselves. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, and so like earlier today, we were talking with this guy. He he owns uh, Carolina Blue Cigars out in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking to the same thing, like the different flavor profiles, medium, uh, bold Nuances. cigar, the nuance to the cigar. Um, and it reminds me a lot of you know, wine, beer, coffee, mm-hmm. those things. Um, and he was speaking a lot to like what goes in the process of making it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for your guys' beers, you know, start to finish, how long is that? I guess it's different per one, but it, just give me an example. It does. Of on I average, I tell people it takes about two weeks. By the okay. time I brew it and at the time I put on taps, about two weeks. I generally go a little bit over that, usually about 14, 16 days by the time I... Um, I transfer it and carbonate it where I get it to the point where I want it to be. I mean, I've mm. rushed beers in the past, but I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Like, this one was almost, that's when we just tapped today, almost three weeks. Oh, nice. Dude, I will say, this is really, really good. So, let's, this is a perfect time to talk about your mug club, actually. Uh-huh. So, uh, I just had, what's it? That's the, yeah, the wheelie bar? The wheelie bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Ooh. wheelie bar is part of the mug club uh, beer today. And so typically, you know, if you're part of the mug club, you get to try it early. You know, yeah. they got to, they let me try it early and it, it is crisp and is good. You can tell it's fresh. Yeah, and I've been, I've been drinking this beer for three days now, every day, and by the, even the morning and the afternoon, it's, it's changed. It's getting yeah. there. So in the next couple of days, it'll probably be about where it's going to be. Yeah, but it's oh. so it just keeps modifying. It keeps getting more mellow, and more mm-hmm. hops are coming it out of it. It tastes different today from what it tasted mm-hmm. yesterday. That, see, I that's what's it. so cool about about this whole craft and thing too. It's like you have to you have to have it right in this. Like it's not mm-hmm. it's gonna be, go away. Uh huh. So you have to, you make it, you have it. It's just for the here and the now. Yeah. And then you're on to the next thing. 
That's I love the coolest it. part of it. Oh yeah, so the the mug club, right? So uh-huh. let's talk more about that. Okay, it was Derek's idea, right? Yeah, it was our son's idea. He decided that he wanted to do something like that because he really went that next level, and he almost turned in the kind of person that we tease about. Yeah, he became a beer nerd on another level. Oh, it's great. And so he's fully it. into it. He's going to the beer releases, and he's untapping all his beers and keeping track of them all. And a lot of places that he's gone to in other states, they've got mug clubs, and it's cool. He's got special t-shirts and mugs, and so we've looked into it, and we decided, yeah, it's a good idea, and we let him you know, take control of it and do it. So each person got, um, for it was, it was 100 bucks, and each person got a mug that they keep here. They're all individual numbered, and then they're going to get another one to take home with them. And Ooh. then when they come in, they get their first beer half off. They get a penny beer on their birthday. When we when we put a new beer on tap, they get it before anybody else does. They got a nice. T-shirt, and it was a way for mm-hmm. some of our our really good loyal customers to like really feel special and like I'm really a part of that. A part of this, yes. yeah, 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 exactly. So we get yeah, a discount on food, and then we'll do a couple special. Yeah, it'd be uh, year-end events. party for them. That, yeah, for just for mug club people. Yeah, so we'll have special so. beers for, just for them, and so they'll come in and do that. And So we're constantly adding things, and then right now it's been difficult trying to figure out what to do for them. So we're like, we're going to put that beer on tap. We're like, wow, we should just release that early for the beer club people. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, everything you guys do, so it's like... You, when you think of Phoenix, you don't think of a lot of culture. And, or if you do, you're thinking South Phoenix. You're thinking more like Hispanic-driven culture. Mm-hmm. This corner is alive. It's oh, it is. It is. It's so cool. Ooh, and it's family-owned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peoria yeah. really is. Like, people, I feel like Peoria, um, growing up, I mean, I went to Peoria High School, graduated Peoria. All these people want to get out of Peoria. People don't, you know, they claim they don't like it. Oh, there's nothing to do there. There's no, like you said, culture. And when, if you really take a look at it, there is. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this This is a testimony to it. There's food trucks right out there. I just had a, a Vietnamese burger in Peoria. It was <laughs> yeah. really good. We really worked hard on that because yeah. we, we wanted to open up in a warehouse type of space like a lot of these other like breweries. a bunch of them yeah mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we went to a lot of them in other states and we really wanted to do that but in North Peoria they don't it's, exist and the few that not. did were the ones who wouldn't rent to us yeah. So when we found this spot, you know, we just figured this could work, and it worked really well because it allows us to bring in the food trucks, and we can get a little bit of that, you know, kind of mentality mm-hmm. and that kind of culture that some of these other places, like you know, like Portland or Denver has, or that people can come in and have a beer but experience a different type of food out there all the time. People love it. People call us all the time. Hey, what's your food truck tonight? Hey, what's your food truck this week? Yeah, we have the food truck every Friday night. Um, but one thing that we felt was a kind of a, a downside of being here is that we're in the middle of a neighborhood. I mean, this yeah. isn't like mm-hmm. a major intersection right it's there not, or anything. No, no. And so, you know, you were kind of in the midst of a, a neighborhood. And so we were a little worried about that. But it's turned out to be a really great thing for us because... Um, the neighborhood really supports us. And so even though Peoria, you know, it's a suburb of Phoenix, which is what, like the fifth largest city in the United States or something, we feel like this is a small town. Because it's funny, right? I'm born and raised within Tim Mosher and I still We have a sign that we took down because we ran out of room for it, but it's a state of Arizona and it says born and brewed. Yeah. And that's totally us. Yeah. So I mean him, not me, but him. But still you know, it's this is a small town. The people that come in here are the people that teach our kids. You know, they're the yeah, teachers yeah, at the schools. They they're the um, our doctor comes in here, <laughs> our eye doctor and our family <laughs> doctor, awesome. and yeah. um, you know yeah, the the chief of police police comes in here. You know what I mean? Oh, so like, nice. Yeah, the the uh, vice mayor. Yeah, we've oh Michael here. Finn. 
No, that um, oh. I'm thinking of the wrong one. I'm thinking of uh, the Bucker. Edwards, John oh, Edwards. Oh, John Edwards. He's our, our councilman. Yeah, our councilman. Oh. Yeah, but we have that's the thing with the West Side, especially this area in Peoria. I think a lot of people that are here, they they stayed here. Their parents went here. They grew up here, yeah. and. It's That's not like people in the East Valley Mesa, they're like, hey, let's move to Peoria. It doesn't happen that way. People in Peoria, no, like, they're going to move there. They but go people the have side. been here, they've been here forever. So I've got a lot of friends, and, like, we had mutual friends in high school we didn't even know, or went to high school together. I mean, I've served people, I don't even know who this person was. Oh, yeah, we went to high school together. But they've just been here. And so there's that culture, and people take pride in, in being in this area. Yeah, and you know what's beautiful is that you said you went to London, you went to Germany, you went overseas, you brought that back, and now it's here, mm-hmm. right? Well, we like that, that taste and that vision you had in your head, you brought it here. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's what's so cool about it. Yeah, yeah, you really did. Like you said, it's like, wow, we're seeing the same people in this bar in Germany. And then, you know, you guys talked about like, oh, it's not off a major road, you know, you kind of, but what you did is you built the community bar exactly. that you saw in Germany. It, it's just so cool. Yeah, we've got a giant, giant oh. customer base that is all local and they've all been coming in to support us. I got yeah. the, uh, which one is, this is the, what's the, the true one is that? You had. The super group book? This is the Super Koopa yeah. that I've got right now. The peanut yeah. butter one? Did you get the, sure peanut one you the, the peanut butter one or the other one? Or the barrel-aged one. Oh, I had the peanut butter one, I think. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? He's not a big IPA guy. So the number know? two is, is vanilla vanilla and oak-aged. Oh, I'll try and that. The number yeah. one so is number peanut two. butter. Yeah. They're both two. the Super Koopa, just two well, different Well, I was going to say, if he hasn't had an IPA and you said you take that as a challenge, can we try to win him over? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Bring him a little taster of the wheelie bars. Oh, too, yeah. That's gonna be big for him. Uh, so we, we, uh, yeah, we need to like do a flight for you and say, "Here, try these." Four. That's true, right? Okay, I'll be we right back. Do a flight. Yeah. Oh, is that Let's what we're gonna do? Oh, yes. yes. This going. is. Oh, this is good. I, I love it. Oh, and so, while we're talking though, um, I did not know this. So I went on, on ooh, went out on Instagram to try and find you guys, which I did, and I didn't even know. And I, you're so modest because you didn't even mention it, but you have a podcast. So do you want to plug your podcast? <laughs> yes, both, I want to talk about it. You both, both do. do. Yeah, you both we do. both do. You can he, plug both. I don't know if you. Yeah, but if he, you want to Brandon talk about yours. Brandon does a, a podcast called The Beer Side, and um, they he, it started out where he was talking about just being on the beer side of the business, you mm. know. So talking about what it's like being in this industry, and um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different things that you you deal with, and you, you just don't expect. You don't expect, and just yeah. talking about being a part of this industry and being a business owner and how that changes you as a as a person. You know, like when we go places now, we have different expectations for things, and mm. we also have a lot more patience, you know, for service and stuff like that because we mm-hmm. get it. And um, yeah, big so time. it just it just changes it changes you. Well, it's got it right. I mean, like you left the. I mean, you're in another rat race, I guess you could call it, mm-hmm. right? But you left the beehive, hamster wheel lifestyle. He did. Of, I'm still in the beehive. You're still in it. Yeah, okay. I still and have a, real, do, a real job. Stuff, a real job. And you yeah. run this place, too. Well, um, I don't Help work here it. as much as they yeah. do. I do our social media and, yeah. and stuff like that. But. Which is a lot of work, is it not? Oh, yeah, it's it a full-time is. job. It can be. It's, it's to a market lot of work. Something? I mean, it, it has to be. I mean, you know, so we just... You know, we do our best. Like, I, like we're just doing the best that we can, really. But yeah, I mean, that's I all we're awesome. doing. Yeah, I feel, I, yeah. I feel the exact same. Trying way. to promote, trying to get, you know, get mm-hmm. people, get attention. Yeah. You know, isn't it the funniest thing, too, is, like, 
we can make fun of people for being like, oh, you're an attention whore. But really, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you want to run a business, you want to do something, you, you got to be an attention whore. How yeah. do we get attention? How do we bring people in? How do we mm-hmm. get people talking about it? You know what I mean? But that is one big reason why part of what we're doing with the podcast right now is I'm like, I know that these places and these stories are just all around us. Let's go yeah. find it and bring it to as many people as we possibly yeah. can. And it's fun. I mean, we don't follow the, a lot of the like rules that people put into place mm. for businesses and the way you, yeah. the way you do your social media and you do your marketing. Uh huh. We no, like we're just us. This That's is who t- we are. I this know. is this is what we do. So we exactly we when I put something out on social media I'm talking I'm typing it out like I'm talking you yeah. know yeah so that's why I have little issues like this week earlier when I was talking about their delicious uh bon mi burger and I called it the bang me we autocorrected to the bang me burger so that kind of thing happens and I ha- it was you know probably half an hour before I realized that I had made that mistake and then I went back in and changed it and ugh. <laughs> It was so bad. Bye, Brian. See, and my whole thing is the best thing that you can be is authentic, right? The best yes. thing you can oh, yeah. be is People authentic could... and be genuine. That's really important to us wow. because I don't want anybody to ever accuse us of trying to be people that we aren't. I mean, this is who we are. This is... Yeah. We're the real deal. So either, you know, people either love us or they hate us. There's really not much of an in-between, but... Um, <laughs> It's yep. it's fine. I mean, you. It's important. Care. Yeah, and we don't really care. But it's important Ooh. to be yourself okay. more than, um, you know, be some fancy version that. It was, you want and it was the same thing. You are exactly. When I was so, doing this podcast, people were like, "Well, yeah. what's your niche going to be? What's your thing?" I think those niche ones are great. You know, like a beer podcast or any kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's great. Um, I've always considered myself a jack of all trades, not a master of one. So I, I kind of know and like a lot of things, but there's not a specific thing. So yeah. for me to be true and honest and genuine with what I'm doing with this, well, my brain's all over the place. So we were talking to, mm. you know, a sommelier guy, right? We're doing this whole, we're doing craft beer, cigars and stuff today. Yesterday, I was talking to a, a professor, associate professor at BYU about, you know, the ketogenic diet and like chronic illness because I kind of like that stuff too and then we were talking to a a guy he's the backup quarterback for the New York Jets David Fales because I love football and we were talking to him and so we did a podcast that's awesome we're just all over the. and I was like but this is what I like you know I like all this stuff and then the week before that we did one about mental health health, I mean like yeah yeah, so we're just like all over the boards you know that's awesome because it's it's human interest it's who we are and not every human is interested in the same thing and you have to enjoy it anyway you're talking about it we're the ones yeah yeah, it's, it's, it's hard when you start like being forced talk about subjects you might not be into just because that's your niche no yeah. but have you ever like we we love documentaries we'll sit and watch Same. documentaries uh-huh. for hours that's and hours true. have you ever sat and watched a documentary thinking like you think it's going to be one thing and you're like I'm not really interested and the next thing you know you're like oh my god oh yeah like, like we just for two hours we just watched this guy try to walk on a wire between two buildings you know yeah. so like you're would you ever want to if someone was explaining that to you you'd be like yeah, that sounds stupid. Or the one about um, Helvetica. Have you seen that one? No. Where they talk about just different fonts and how they come up with all these different fonts. <gasps> oh, my God. Like it, it reminds me of that like, SNL with Ryan yeah. Gosling. <laughs> when he's, have you seen that? No. SNL, Ryan Gosling, look it up. It's about Avatar, and they use, uh-huh. uh, oh, my God, what was it? He's like, uh, it's like some jungle print, and he's just, like, screaming about how it's the, hor- the worst print, the worst font ever. <laughs> Yeah, it's good though. It's good. You should look it that's up. That's funny. I'll watch yeah. that one. I used to yeah. do graphics before I did this. Yeah. But oh, it's nice. Yeah. I was going to say, well, that's why we do it because, like, mm-hmm. we have so many interests, but 
we consult with the experts and that's why we hit you guys up because you guys know things that we don't you know yep. we're interested in them but you guys are the experts and so you just placed something in front of us can we talk about this yeah yeah let's okay what do we got here so you say you're not an IPA guy, and this is what we do generally when somebody comes in. They say they want to have a flight. I haven't poured a flight in like two months. So this is kind of fun to me. So what we did is we broke down like some of the IPAs that we have up there. Now, these are technically all IPAs. That's crazy. But just from the appearance, you can tell every one of them is a different color, a different yeah. clarity, and every one is going to have a different taste. Wow. And so it's like telling people that I don't, I don't like – it's like just throwing what's out there. I don't like fruit. Yeah, okay, it's but, like... <laughs> but you you might like this fruit, but not another one, and yeah. so you can't say you don't like it because right now it's they're so different, and this isn't even all of them. There's so many different styles out there all the time, so okay. I brought these out so you can try. Some of you might not like, some of you might. Okay. So I put the numbers on them because I want to see what you think of them before you yeah. even. Four, thirteen, seven, eight. Okay. So this yeah. is four. So okay. this is Eric trying. Eric is a renowned does not like IPA, so we're I gonna be honest, to right? Eric. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Okay. And uh, what okay. I've what I've had so far is I had a porter, porter boy. What was the other? Oh, and a red. Yeah, right I had a red. Yeah, so that's what I've had. And so you did far. try a wheat spear, and yeah, you liked that a lot too. We'll get you a little drink a lot. We'll make this real legit. <laughs> we'll get some water in this palate. Clear mm. the palate. Oh, yes. do we have some coffee beans he can smell to help? Mm. Oh, yeah. Did you learn that from your sommelier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinnamon jam. No, it's just a friend thing. We do that to one another. We're really good friends. There was, I was, I was so excited because I had nothing to watch. I was home for a couple days, and then Netflix put that Beer Brothers on. Oh yeah. Oh, it was so funny because so much of it is so true. I like this one. Some. You like the first one? This one. Wow. That's ours. That's our brand new one. Oh, this is yours? Yeah. I told you. I like this one. This one is like a better version of the thing I had yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I describe stuff, you know. For everyone who knows it. I'm going to use that as the descriptor in it. Yeah. (laughs) Better than that thing you had yesterday. Come try this beer that some guy said was a better version of the thing he had yesterday. That's a great one. Yeah, this is the one I had for the mug club, right? Yeah, promote that just like that tomorrow when we post it. That's a great idea. We're going to quote you. See, this is how stuff is born. It I is. know. I agree. That's yeah, why I'm glad we did it. No, yeah, I agree. Like that was. So, I was like, wow. I don't care if you don't like, like the rest of them now because you like mine, so I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have one, two, three, five lined up in front of us. Oh, I don't like this one as much. Okay. Well, I'm gonna try it. So I do like IPA. Okay. So I, I, I would like That's to try 13. this. Thirteen. The one that Eric just had. Uh, I had more of a. That one had a more harsh aftertaste for me. Okay. The one that Eric liked. What's it called again? That's the wheelie bars. The wheelie bars. The wheelie, wheelie bars. bars was good yeah. for sure. So I'm about to try one I have not tried. Yeah, yet. you haven't so tried I'm that try one. Mm. Oh, he switched it around in his mm. mouth like. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I just that? talked to yeah. a sommelier today. Just <laughs> <laughs> go gargle and spit it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's my spit yeah. cup? <laughs> Honestly, though, I thought he was gonna be. I mean, we're throwing that out there. I was mm-hmm. like, he's a sommelier. You know, he might be. He runs. He's the wine director maybe. at Maple and Ash in Scottsdale. Wow, cool. And so I thought it was gonna be maybe real pretentious. The the broiest bro, cool That's guy. Cool. We know a guy who's a sommelier, and he's, he's like so that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's so cool. Yeah, I think sometimes just it's again it's stereotypes. Sometimes those stereotypes are just completely wrong. Yeah, and he was telling us he's like, man, you know, I really want to be. He's an advanced sommelier. He wants uh-huh. to be a master. Yeah. So he's studying for master. So he's studying three hours a day, drinking wine, tasting, doing all that. Sounds but he was like, God, I can't wait till <laughs> I'm done with it though. I just want to drink beer for like six months. Yeah. You know, just be done with wine for a little while. 
So I do kind of want to talk oh, about this beer, and seven? you guys tell me how wrong I am. No. Okay? You're not wrong. It's, it's your interpretation. Well, I'll just say, Ooh, so your first like beer. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. You had seven? So, uh, yeah, I just had, no, the 13. Mm. That one that you just tried that you didn't like as much. No. So that one is definitely, like, it It, it looks darker than the, you know, the, the one we just had. Mm-hmm. Do you say it again? It's hazier. The wheelie bars. The wheelie bars. The wheelie bars was crisp, and it was like, it reminded you of a spring and summer, you know? <laughs> this one was a little bit more staunchy. Yes. You know? Yes. Definitely. And I liked, I mean, I liked it, but I like IPAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like, I do I, I do. This one like looks more like whiskey sure. to me. <laughs> you know it's pretty but generally those colors are just from the types of malts it's that we use yeah because oh. the different types of malts yeah. will in, impart Shit. a different kind of flavor no, profile fun. yeah you know what's funny too i've been on like at least a dozen tours of breweries and uh-huh. in, in places and i always just get so lost in everything you know i'm like uh if although I, I will say this i like brewery tours way more than like whiskey ones i'll be honest because the the samples you get on the whiskey ones i never liked they're just way. Yeah. Oh, they're just really rough. Yeah, I, got, yeah. I think I, I can only see that. A brewery tour is nice. You get a flight, and then they give you like two beers. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So I like all these. So you know, I'm seven. single, and so I love. I would always take girls out to like go to a distillery or or whatever, like a brewery, and you get the samples because it's like it's a date you're drinking, right? So the nerves go down a little bit. You know, you're not as nervous. Super honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. right. But then you, it's an experience too. You're trying new things together. Yeah. Too. You know so what that's I will say? My favorite first what dates. did open up my palate more too, obviously, is when I started drinking Guinness. But when I went, I went to uh, Scotland last summer. And I went on like four brewery tours there, and I started drinking like all sorts of different beers, and I was like, "Damn, I actually kind of like this." this yeah, is cool. and you start to learn that wow, beer doesn't taste like this every single time. There's all these different styles and flavor and aroma. You know what's the worst? Is this a weird thing to me? Okay, so like, if you go to like any dive bar and you get like a Coors Light, Miller Light, Bud Light on tap, yeah, it always tastes super flat and shitty. Well, it's because it's they just served the cold beer. But That's if you what go to like saw. an Applebee's, it's all bubbly. <laughs> what, what's the difference with that? It's, you know, I'm serious. Like, I, well, a lot of Miller Lite at Applebee's and get one at a dive bar. I'm I swear to God, they're different. It. <laughs> there's, not a, there's not like a definitive answer to that because I don't know. a lot of it could be is well, how often are they cleaning their taps? That's literally what I how think often I'm are like, they cleaning their beer lines. I think this thing's like how two old is old. that beer back there? Yeah. You know, and that happens. So certain places take more pride in it than other places do. Obviously, a chain restaurant is all about reviews. If you went to, you know, some dive bar in Central Phoenix, they don't even give a fuck about Yelp. They're like, no. yeah, exactly. You didn't ask if you're allowed to say that. I, 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 oh, yeah, you I heard them can. cuss before, so I was. Oh. Usually, I always they don't ask say beforehand. it on the podcast. They're oh, not oh, all no, dropping f bombs. Yeah, you can. I apologize. Okay. You should have heard our small yay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, sure shit. Fuck it, I'm going to say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about your assistant professor at BYU? Oh, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. But <laughs> he was really, he was very, uh, he was cool, man. Oh, he was still cool. He was so cool. No bad bombs, but he was cool, you know? Yeah. It depends on the person. I don't know. Like no, we always say, it's your show. Yeah. So whenever, whoever we, we talk like to, that. it's your show. I like yeah. that. Yeah, so our, our podcast, your episode. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So, gotcha. yeah, do whatever you guys, you know, be you. Right. Okay, we just so this third one that we're about to try. We say fuck a lot, too, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One thing sure. we do is, you know. You look feet. like the type that would say fuck a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we absolutely are. <laughs> okay. like, well, when we first got here, we were getting our bearings, and I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. Everyone seems, I like this vibe. Oh, it's so alive in here. The mm-hmm. vibe is so cool. That was one of the things that, when we decided to do this, we just wanted to have fun. Yeah. We wanted, I mean... 
what you want, what happens is two different stories, but we yeah. wanted to have fun. This is our place. And when we first opened up, we're like, oh my God, what are people going to think about our music? What are people going to think about this? And eventually it was like, fuck you, dude. If you don't like it, there is an Applebee's down the street. Go there. <laughs> yeah. This is ours. If you don't dude. like Metallica, you don't have to come here. Oh, yeah. Because we do, and this is what we're going to listen to. I'm here for nine, ten hours a day. I'm going to listen yeah. to Metallica. Yeah, and I, every honestly, penny I've... we've ever earned in our lives, both like mm-hmm. past and present and future, so all three is invested in this place. And Beautiful. so we have to have fun while we're here. We have to enjoy it because... It's your life. It's oh. our life. It's our livelihood. It's like our whole family. I mean, the things that we've sacrificed to get this place open, mm-hmm. you know, and we've actually lost relationships with people. And it's... I it's, can imagine. It's yeah. really hard. And so you have to... When we're here, we want to enjoy it. We want to have a good time. So it's important for us to get to know the people that come in here because they're becoming a part of our lives, so we're happy, you know, that they're letting us become a part of theirs, and so. Well, you can't get too pumped down with like, oh, well, this is what people want. This no. is what people like. You're I'm like but insane. it's not me. We did it early yeah. on, and it was yeah. it was like this sucks, what will man. What people like, and it's yeah, like the yeah. music's too high, it's too low. Yeah, you know, the lighting's too high, too low. But and that was the thing we loved when people would come in here. They'd be like, man, we really like the vibe in here, and I was like, yeah. that's just a great way to put it because that's what we wanted. We just wanted a cool vibe, people to come in and feel comfortable and hang out. And when they come here and they say. No, we like the vibe. We don't like the, we don't like it that other one. But I'm sure there's people who go to this other one and no. say, "I like your vibe oh. here. I don't like yours." Right. Every, and everyone's a critic, right? Oh, everyone's yeah. a professional. Course, everyone yeah, else, especially so on the internet. You just oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. And you just can't listen to all that. You know what I always even with the podcast, what I try to do is I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna look at the numbers and I'll look at like downloads and stuff like that and be me and I'm gonna keep doing it. If people want like, oh, maybe you take too long to get on topic, I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to sacrifice the first ten minutes where I made up. I said that random thing that I love. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. You know what I mean? I mean, even just the thing where I was like, yeah, it's better than what I had yesterday. I'm like, yeah. that just comes with the territory. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm not going to try and be something we're not. No, but I mean, that's because we have both our podcasts and we've like laid out like what we're going to talk about. And I mean, some I've split into two because we just went off on a rant about something. It was just fun. And that's what we talked about. We yeah. hardly talked about brewing or, but we drank a lot of beer and we talked maybe about social media or that, or trips we took or things that influenced us or music. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be about that all the time. Yeah. So it is. It's all about having fun. And that's one thing about this industry is that when people come in and they complain about work and stuff, I can't say anything otherwise because I get up, I hang out at a bar and I drink beer all day. Oh, it's good. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And so when I say it, it's like, and I, and I, I feel guilty complaining sometimes because I'm like, oh, dude, I was here for 12 hours. I was hot and blah, blah. We were busy. But like. Yeah, but I got to make fucking beer and drink beer and talk to people about beer. And, and you I, think about I watched yeah. the draft on TV. Yeah. That I watched the baseball game, and it's so I know you got. I got to. it so much better than so many other people did. And you think of like I don't. I mean, I don't know your past jobs mm. and how you felt about them and whatnot. But oh, I, I assume that this is better than what you used to do. Oh, right? oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. so you think about that's, that. And you're that's like, why I did this. Yeah. I mean, I the story. It. I mean, that we didn't touch in that story, but. I went to work for this company and I thought things were going to be great and when I got there I really realized that it was not mm-hmm. and it was miserable and I was so, so, so miserable and I had been born and raised in the, into that kind of industry and what I was doing, I was kind of stuck there and then when the first economic crunch happened, we, mm-hmm. you know, we lost everything. We lost mm-hmm. our jobs, we lost our house, our cars, everything, our traveling to Europe, everything was done. And I remember sitting there one day, and at first I was listening to podcasts. When I first found out about podcasts, first I listened to Dave Ramsey, How to Get Out of Debt. Yep. Then I, from him, I started learning about that love 40 it. Days of the Work You Love. And yeah. it was about, what do yeah. I want to do to make me happy? That time I was really getting into beer. Yeah. And I heard this podcast about these four breweries that were all starting up. 
one of them was the guy who started Surly. It was a really big brewery out of Minnesota. And one of them was the guy that we actually, I, we actually went and learned from, Tom Hennessy and Colorado Boy in Colorado. And he talked about having this, he called it an immersion course, mm-hmm. where you come up to his brewery and you'll be there for you know a week and he'll teach you what everything you need to know about building and operating your own brewery, the restaurant, brewing and everything. It was great. And I was like, wow, this sounds really cool. And then just typical fashion, the boss came in and started yelling and screaming. I'm like... I am so sick of this. I am so sick of this. Yeah. So I went in the back and I and I called the number. Cause I didn't think the guy would honestly be there because they said they were closed on Monday and the guy answered the phone. Wow. And I was like, wow, I thought you were closed. He's like, well, I'm here replacing a sink. You know, Can I help you? And I was like, <laughs> and I just think it's so random. I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. And I go, hey, I want to take your course. He's like, okay. He's like, send me a hundred bucks. And he goes, and uh, I'll save your spot. And it was in um, it was, was it March. And he goes, the first opening I have is November. And I go, Okay, yeah. I'll take it. And so I, all right. So I, I hung up and I called her and I said, hey, we're gonna go to Colorado in uh, November. She's like, okay, why? We're gonna start a brewery. Oh and she's gosh. like, all right, what do we have to lose? And when she put it that way, at that yes. point, I was like, you know, we've already had everything. We had a good life. We had a lot of money, and I almost say keeping up the Joneses, but sometimes we're all a little bit in that mentality. I mean. Who isn't, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at that point, here I am. We lost all that stuff. I'm in a shitty-ass job and a career I didn't want to do. I wanted to be an attorney. I was going to go to law school. Yeah. And here I am sitting and getting this guy yelling at me all the time about stupid stuff who didn't take his business seriously. And I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I learned about I want to do something for myself and something that's going to make me happy. And that's God, why. That's we, it. And that's why we did it. Oh. Dude, this is literally the goal of the podcast is we're trying yeah. to tell people to like everyone has their niche everyone mm-hmm. is special in some way go and find it mm-hmm. go and do it because you, you're going to be happier and you're literally going to make the world a better place if you go and do it yeah you do yeah. have to be like I'm kind of a realist and so I, you do have to be prepared at the same time of how it's going to change your life I mean if you decide to to drop whatever your mainstream job is to go yeah, for something else. I mean, there are a ton of sacrifices it's a risk. that you're going to have. I mean, there are. There are huge risks that you're taking. There's major sacrifices that you're making. There's, um, you know, it's not just about, like, your... There's going to be times when you're trying to pursue your happiness, but you're going to be the saddest you've ever been <laughs> because... It takes a lot of hills and valleys to get there. I mean, it really does. Well, I mean, it's not we, a nine to five. No, but yeah. we we still <laughs> have days where we're like, oh my god, you know. I mean, especially right now with everything that's going on, where oh, we're not open yeah. with regular hours, like we're still worried all the time. Like, are we going to make enough to be able to pay the utility bill and pay the rent this month and all yeah. that, you know? So there's a. It's not like you find something that you're good at and you do it and they, that whole saying is like you find a job that you love and you'll never work, work a, day a day in your life or like, something. Uh, no. It's not really true. I mean, yeah. no, I don't. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot better. You love it, than, but it still works. I'm it sure does. stars are still miserable too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always say, I always say like, I mean, look at Oprah. She even quit. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's Legit. like, you think she's got the perfect job and she eventually got sick of it. And so you have to, keep that in mind that there are still things that you're going to have to deal with and put up with and the one of the biggest things is it's your name on the door so everything that goes out that door is a representation of you and you do have to worry about that of what people think of it and because how are people going to come back if they don't like it you know so what happens in here it's you're still representing your name your brand and that's still really important but for the most part i mean 
you know, we don't have as much as we used to. We don't have the things that we used to. We have a lot less time, a lot less money, yeah. a lot less of everything. But you eat, live, and breathe this place. Are we happier? Yeah, for the yeah, most part. We don't part, need yeah. all that kind of stuff. Sure, mm-hmm. it'd be nice to be able to travel like we used to and stuff like that. But it's not like we needed it and we were constantly wanting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. yeah. When you go through something like that, it does teach you like what's important and the big difference between what you really need and what you don't need absolutely and you know what and success is measured in so many different ways but here in america it's so easy to fall into like it matters what's in your bank account yep it's not like that in third world countries you know they have you know they could be living a farm life you know with their family and they're some some of the happiest people studies are showing here in the u.s we're like we're some of the most unhappy people yeah Yeah, i actually talked to somebody in my job i I sell insurance during the day what my superhero power is and um everyone needs it right yeah they do they do (laughs) we all need it so um i talked to this guy and he was saying that he had moved here from egypt and he's been in the united states for probably two years and i was like you know how do you what do you think of it is it what you thought it would be because he was saying how he moved here because he'd always heard that it's you know this is the land of opportunity yeah it's that kind of stuff greatest place ever greatest place in the entire world and he (laughs) was saying that it's not everything that he thought it was going to be, you know, and he goes as a, like a collective people, you guys are not happy. And it's because you work to live and it's not, and, and that's, that's what you do. Like, it's not, you know, you buy things that you can't afford. And so you're working for all these things that, that you don't need and that you shouldn't have. And you're making yourselves miserable and, if you just live within your means, you'd be a lot happier because you're just so worried about what other people have and what you don't have. But if you really just kind of focused on, mm-hmm. yeah, on yeah. what, you know, living to live and living to be happy, it would be completely different. And I thought, huh, that is so true. And yeah. I, I felt that, you know, like I, as soon yeah. as he said it, because we've been there, you know yeah, what I mean? This place came out of us traveling. Mm-hmm. And it sucks is that's when I tell people the only thing I don't like about having this is the fact that we haven't been able to travel like we want to. Yeah, give it some time. Give it some time. Yeah, that's what I mean. We're sacrificing these five, six, seven, eight years to get to that point where then we can, it's self-sufficient, it's it's maintained, it's ran by itself, and then it's going to give us the ability to go and travel. Mm -hmm. And being the industry that we're in, when we travel, it's great because we go to breweries and people are like, well, you're a brewer? Come on in. And then yeah, next year we're, yeah. we're hanging out with people and drinking beer. And it's like, wow, I used to pay a lot of money to do this. Now I'm doing it for <laughs> yeah, free. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's, it's crazy. The, the, the community and the camaraderie. Camaraderie. Goodness. <laughs> Too many IPAs. Let me tell you, this beer is delicious and it's good. It's in the good place. Um, <laughs> no, but so I was in Greece, actually. And I got to swipe my debit card, and I had a duck on there. And and the guy was like, hey, he was. It was the the best place in Santorini to get a euro, right? The line was out the door, but when I finally go to pay. The owner's at the cash register, and he goes, "Oh, do you do you duck hunt?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I actually do." He goes, "Oh my goodness, me too. Grab a beer." And he, and so we did. I got to share a beer with the guy that serves the best euros in Santorini, Greece, just because of one thing we connected because with. Because of a duck. That's because so of cool. a duck on my debit card, and that's. That's why I love traveling because I'm like, man, these people across the world are just like me uh-huh. or just they like really my neighbor. Are, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they seriously are. Like it's, yeah. like, it's crazy. 
like it's not like it's blowing my mind like i love it that's why i love traveling it opens up your mind you know it totally does i say no, that yeah. all the time i'm a yeah. different yeah. person i'm i am the most picky eater but if i'm in i'm in a foreign country i'll be like yeah, i'll try it i'll try yeah. it right yeah like you First might as well sushi, frog toes so. and lizard yeah, guts totally. oh yeah frog frog legs. Legs. Yep. Oh. One, of the, one of the best compliments I ever got was i was in cape town south africa and I was at the Travel. bar, and I was just hanging out, I was just drinking, and this guy was like, so you're American? I was like, yeah, I am. He's just like, oh, that's so cool. I mean, you're not an asshole. I was like, <laughs> I guess not. We're not all assholes, you know? Thanks. I'm not a 19-year-old girl, though. You know? so great. Oh, thanks. Oh. You're great, too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Aw, look yeah. at you. Yeah, we kind of traveled a little bit. sweet talker. When, yeah. we when we were in England, um, we were on a bus tour in, uh, we ended up, we went to this place, and then we had some time to kill there, and so... The, pe- the people asked, you know, like, um, long story, we went to, uh, it, was, it was a bus tour, we went to Stonehenge, Stonehenge, Bath, and Windsor, Windsor Castle. Castle. So we ended up having lunch at this little tiny place, this little tiny town near, near Stonehenge somewhere, and they asked you before you get there, what do you want? You want the cider or the ale? Cider or the ale? I'm like, I want the ale. So when we get there, it's this big, this little place called the George, thir- building, has sign right on it, 1310. Still oh, one of wow. the, to this day, one of the best beers I've ever had in my life. So I remember I asked the lady, I said, I go, what beer is this? She's like, what do you mean? I go, what beer is this? Where does it come from? She goes, down the street. I go, there's a brewery outside? So we had like 45 minutes or whatever to kill. I'm like, well, I'm going to go find this brewery. Yeah. So they start walking around doing whatever, and I go outside. I start walking down the street, and I see this flag. as a pub. I'm like, cool. I'm going to go in there. So I walk inside, and there's like four old guys sitting at the bar. I'm like, oh, this yes. place is kind of cool. And I forgot what it's called, like the Battle of Britain, or I forgot what it was. Oh, and, um, oh yeah. They're like, hot. Oh, he's like, and I help you. I'm like, yeah, I want a beer. And like, are you American? I was like, yeah, where are you from? I'm like, Phoenix. And they're like, oh, it's hot there. Yeah. It's hot there. Like, Desert? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It's not too bad. And he's like, all right. So they give me a beer. So I'm like, cool. So I sit down and we just start talking. We're hanging out. Before I know it, I'm just, we're just hanging and drinking. I think I had a second beer. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I hear something. I was like, the bus was outside in the street honking. Because everybody was on it waiting for me. But these old guys were having so much fun talking to me, and I was having so much fun drinking beer and talking to these old guys. So I ran outside. Yeah, yeah. it was like it was so much fun though. It's, it's so, so much great. fun. Yes, that's what our conversation. I mean, that's like. what I said about ours, like, like the us girls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were sitting around talking, and we would be laughing, and people around us here in the brewery would be laughing at the things that we were talking about, mm-hmm. and so we were like, God, we should start a podcast so everybody can so we can give the world the pleasure of listening to us talk and that's what it's like we turn the microphones on and we just start talking I've had some of the best conversations with strangers at, at bars or restaurants absolutely especially in other yeah. countries like when we were at the Hofbrau house in Munich these guys heard us talking and before you know they turned around they're talking to us where they were from and they started explaining to me like I had no idea there's a correct way to hold a stein a moss the oh, leader of know. beer because yep. everybody grabs it by that handle and holds it. Yep. He's like, no, that's how they know you're a tourist. You're a fake. You have to, exactly. Because that's what these a... two spots are right there for. I'm like, yep. wow, it's actually easier to hold. And he's like, yeah. And he was like, he's like, oh, where are you from? We talked, talked. He's like, here's my email address. Send me an email, man. I was like, I, I, I never did. I lost it. But it was it was so much fun just talking to these guys. Yes. They were just a couple of business guys. And the people we met on the on our on our pub crawls. Or I'm still friends with the guy that I met. He was the, he was our tour guide at the Heineken experience. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, that was like, okay, so uh, Chris from Carolina Blue Cigars that we talked to earlier, he runs his cigar lounge, and he was talking about the same thing. He's like, you meet all these people, you know, you can engage in this conversation. He's like, uh, we create a, lation- a relationship through the leaf. Uh-huh. That's what he says, you know, so That's that cool. tobacco. He's like, and it's like the same thing. You're creating a relationship through the hop. 
right? Yeah. Through, the, through these hops, through this yeah, alcoholic beverage. Yeah, it's definitely not through the yeast. You know, it's not <laughs> through the yeast ever. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to think that the leaf I hear they work, recently but... added more hops to it. Hops <laughs> to it. No, but it's the same thing, and you're like, yeah, there's, there's something about beer, wine, cigars, things of that nature, things that we make and we create that we can have just such a camaraderie through, like oh, yeah. you were saying earlier. You know what's funny? is like, okay, so this is like, you could tell I've been drinking. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm, I'm Christian. I believe in Christ. But, you know, like, you know, he, his first miracle was making wine, right? It Which brings, was actually beer, probably. Uh, like, oh, really? Yeah, that's a big beer. debate because they mm-hmm. don't want people to think that they drink beer. But beer was the peasant's food. Why would he, or the peasants drink? Why was he going to make wine, which was only for like kings the and royalty. queens? The royalty. Yes. So ah. therefore, it would have turned it into it would have turned it into beer, which would probably yeah. also could have been something that was made on accident or you know was start started by peasants basically. And yeah, and they also they were paid. And you know what I didn't realize? I didn't too, even think is, of that. Um, I was listening to this other podcast talking about that actually, and he was like, people think like, oh yeah, Jesus turned water into wine or whatever could be beer. And you're thinking like I don't know, like a bottle, right? That just puts an image of a bottle or something small in your mind. Nah, dude, it's a like, party. They're like forty gallon drums. Yes. Yeah. And it's like then you realize that Jewish culture back then they would have like a six day party yeah. for a marriage yeah, where you just drink and ate for six days. Because you know they weren't. Where were they getting the grapes? These people were poor. They didn't have grapes. <laughs> yeah. They had. Oh. You know, just I mean, you just take water and some some leftover grain yeah. somewhere, and you're gonna start making beer out of it. It ferments oh, and gets you exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is that like and then you know they have the communion in church well it's like that's what they were having almost at that wedding you know it was over an alcoholic beverage well, do you know what people have this communion uh, and people will talk so much shit about you know you know being christian and drinking and stuff it's like dude jesus did it yes you know what hey, you think, really uh, did a hundred percent they even said this is the good stuff why are we bringing out the good stuff right now yeah yeah, yeah. best breweries in the world are these trappist breweries in europe and they're ran and operated by monks. I mean, Budweiser, I mean, to their credit, they actually have a little tiny monk on their logo in the, in the key because that was like he was in charge of it, I guess. Yeah. But there's a reason these guys are still doing it. You know, and these guys are nobody closer to God than those dudes, and they make a living out of it. But you know what? They still drink beer. And they've been doing it for like, you know, like 700, 800 Centuries. years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's so cool. I uh, will say one of the coolest, uh, the, my first ever brewery tour was the Budweiser one. I was in like St. Louis. I think it's in yeah, St. Louis. Yeah. yeah, That one was really cool. And what I didn't know is that they taught me how to pour a... God, they make Shock Top, right? I think Budweiser owns Shock yeah, Top. Yeah, they do because it was on Blue Moon. Yeah, they make Shock Top. Something like that. Yeah. They, were, they showed me how to pour a beer. Mm-hmm. They showed me how to properly uh, like Shock Top, even though I'm not a fan of it. I don't yeah. think it's good. It was cool because they're like, you actually have to just turn it straight up and down into this glass and that's how it mixes and makes the orange... And, and it, really, it, it releases the right way. Mm-hmm. If you, you have to literally just like that. That's how you pour it. And I learned all this stuff. And I took a little, they give you a little class. And then at the end of it, you get this stupid little certificate that's like, I know how to drink beer I've now. I got one of those. Oh, that's good. <laughs> they used to do it at SeaWorld. I just went because you got free beer. SeaWorld? Before I got into this, when, when SeaWorld was owned by Anheuser-Busch, they had a beer class. I was like, no what? way. Yeah. So I, me and my Hold friend. On, say that again. Yeah, me and my friend. SeaWorld was owned by Anheuser-Busch? Yes. Okay, they actually had Clydesdales right there, too. <laughs> Yeah. This is a good plus one yeah, after so Blackfish. Yeah, and you get and you get like six beers, and, and they would bring out little things to sample them with. And when you're done, you got the certificate, and then you got like this little ticket. What? And they had like this really cool bar. It was like a round bar in the middle, this and you'd crazy. go up, and you were allowed one beer per person per day. 
Well, I would just go to a different bartender and do it over oh and over God. and over again. You dirty dog. Yeah. <laughs> and this, we went back a, like a couple years later dog. with my family, and, my, and I dragged my dad to it so I could go get all the beer again. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so I've got one of those somewhere. I don't Wait, think so that did, one on the wall. At oh. some point, did Anheuser-Busch sell SeaWorld? Yeah. yeah. We didn't know that? Yeah, I think it was part of when they sold it InBev. Um, that was part of the deal. They had to separate them all. Wow. Yeah. Was this in like, so they owned it in like the 90s maybe? Yes. Yeah. So when I first went to SeaWorld, it was in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was yeah. born in 92. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> this was like seven or eight years old. I was like at SeaWorld. I was like, high this is oh, you great. were not. Whatever. It's not that funny. We're big kids. Yeah, we're yeah. big. Yeah. So funny. Nah, I loved it we back were, then. We got married in 94. <laughs> we're old. God, doesn't that ruin your like... I like know. your childhood or growing up, you think of SeaWorld, but now you're like, oh, it's actually horrible, I guess. Oh, I thought you meant getting married in. New York is getting married. Hey! hey. hey. It does kind of ruin your I childhood was never a little. I a big SeaWorld fan yeah. because it wasn't that fun. When we went, we went because we had kids. We took the kids there. Mm. But it wasn't like... That's true. We never went without the kids. No, it wasn't, it wasn't like Who Disneyland. would go without kids? I don't know. Unless they have like Bush. comedy shows? I don't know. Dude, guys, this was so fun. I'm it so was. glad we got to meet you guys. Yeah, I did talk not about get your to comment in the last two. Though. Okay, oh, let's, let's, hear, let's talk let's about hear. it. Um, I'm going to get myself a beer. I did Ooh. not like number seven. Really? What's seven? Yeah, seven was the hazy one. It's kind of smoky looking. Yeah, number seven, it's what kind of a... I don't know what kind of IPA. It's a... They call it an any IPA, a New England or um, mm. Northeast IPA. Oh, that makes sense why I don't like it. Yeah, it's supposed to be oh. like orange juice. I mean, it looks I like orange like juice. I like it. Oh, I liked it. But I like so. number eight. I knew you would like... Um, eight is the same the kind of a beer. That's the most popular style of beer right now. What's the difference yeah. with seven and eight, though? Why would I like this one different more? Different greens, because look at the colors. It's darker. Oh, the colors are way yes. different. I thought oh. you would like nine. Did you like, like my beer? Like, like, like I like my women. <laughs> I said all, <laughs> yes. all the time with my coffee. <laughs> Hot and mm. black, baby. Was it nine? Try number eight yeah, again. Seven and eight. Yeah. Because I, I like talked about it, Anthony. What's in it? What's going on? What's happening on the tongue? Ooh, you know what I'm getting God, right now? I'm getting hilarious. a lot of apple. Ooh, a lot of yeah, apple. A lot of, a lot of caramel apple. Mm-hmm. No, it's, am I really though? Because I can't actually yeah, taste can. that. No, I really actually do taste like a Caramelized little bit sweeter. Apple? No, like for an IPA, this is sweeter. Mm. Like it's still you, oh, an IPA, I like you know. It. Mm-hmm. But uh, it definitely has a little but sweetness see, to like, it. Like those were all different IPAs that you had, and every mm-hmm. one of them basically tasted different, didn't they? They tasted oh, different. I liked two of the four. Yeah, or no, two of the where we had five. Yeah, so you just so Three so like for you, I'd be like, you don't I like, like four, that four, eight, and nine. You didn't. Yeah, so you don't really <laughs> enjoy the. Hazy, fruity, no. orange juice one, and that is the most popular style but right he now. He liked eight, and eight is the same thing. What's the difference between um, seven? And but eight? it's really not. It's really low. So n- number seven is one of the most popular beers in the states. And I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> oh. it's it's a really, really, really hazy. I knew it was a black beer. sheep. Number eight is a version of that, but that brewer likes maltiness. He likes. But we have very similar palates. That's why I like his beer a lot too. You can tell that palette was a little darker. I mean, the color was a little darker. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't like drinking beer flavored orange juice. It was almost opposite of that. Was well, because like, you know what, I don't like. I don't like Blue Moon. I don't like Shock Top. I don't yes, like any. Of those. I don't either. But you liked yeah. the Bronco. But I d- the yeah, you know what, I did like the but Bronco. But that's a uh-huh. very easy drinking beer. That's it's very a lot light. Like yeah. That's like something you drink. It's by the not blue. offensive as far as some wit beers can be. Really offensive. Really strong. Absolutely. And that one is a very easy entry level into it and that's what we try to do up here also is that we've got 13 beers on tap right now we try to cover the spectrum of what somebody who would come in 
and not necessarily like beer like, yeah. and say, hey, we've got an entry-level beer for you. We always have an entry-level beer. I call it the gateway beer. This is your, when they come in and say, you know, I drink Mick Ultra. Yeah. I drink Blue Moon. Oh, my God. You know what? You would have this. Me. A lot of people got into this for the love of it and I think early on a lot of people really got into this industry for the love of it and to make a career out of it because they're really into it mm. and they did it for a long time and people were slowly getting into it and getting more into it well then once these breweries started selling and corporations yeah. started to see that wow they're getting a lot of money for this yeah. and a couple of them like purposely got a bunch of money together from big time investors built a brewery and sold it in a year to make a lot of money everybody's like wow this is the next way to cash in and that's when that just exploded yep. well it's wow. it's it's hurting everybody now because those breweries are going out of business or they didn't sell out for what they right. thought they were going to sell and it really changed the environment oh, and yeah. I think the people who really stayed the course did what why stayed why they why they got into this and kept doing that oh yeah yeah stay true yes yeah. yeah, and they're they're the ones who are going to keep lasting and keep going through it. I 100 percent believe it. And I'm not even drunk yet. I'll talk for another three hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's <laughs> the only thing I'm worried about is I've got to. I'm literally taking care of people tomorrow at seven oh, in the morning. Oh, well. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I work the weekend this weekend. So. Wow. That's so tough. I guess we got to call it. Yeah. So uh, where can people find you? Social media. Um, Richter Aleworks on everything. Yeah, Richter Aleworks on Richter everything. Aleworks. Instagram, Facebook, our social media, our, our uh, website. Yeah. Our website sucks. It does. We're going to redo that because I've got some ideas. You keep and saying that and then we don't do it. I know. It's hard when, like again, it's your own business. It's hard doing everything. Yeah. It's, it's, I keep saying we're going to get coffee mugs and then I turn around and we don't have coffee mugs. Yeah. yeah. And and like, it's, fuck, man. I really <laughs> want coffee mugs. But every month I'm like... This is the one I get yeah, coffee We, we got a printer who'll hook yeah. you up with some good prices, though. Oh, oh is that right? Yeah. Okay. 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 There's coffee mugs? He'll do anything. Yeah, yeah daddy. Yeah. yeah, we're talking t-shirts. We're talking coffee Oh, we coffee got the mugs. guy for that, too. <laughs> Beer koozies. We're, yep. Yeah. We can do anything. We're going to sell out. marketing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, we're selling this thing to Barstool in a month. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, this is so fun. I'm so glad yeah. we well, did guys, this. Well, guys, thanks for coming out. I really appreciate yeah, it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we did a great time. Yeah, yeah. Hope yeah. you enjoyed the beers. Whoa. Oh, absolutely. I had, if you want to come back, we're, oh. we'll be here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're definitely coming back. And there was not one beer I had that I disliked. This, was, this is good. I could tell. Honestly, and the vibe, yeah. like I said, I, I preached over it. it I love the I vibe. Like the community feel. We need to have a beer called The Vibe. That's it. Yeah, we'll call this charcuterie beer. Charcuterie beer. That would be The Vibe. Yep. She's so sassy. Cooter yeah. time. <laughs> Call that. Cooter time. Cooter time. That'd be a good Duke's Extra yeast in this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're signing off on that one. Right. Oh, All right. Thanks, thanks for guys. listening, Cheers. everybody. Yep. Bye. Have Take a good care. one.